name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. I will begin this episode with a quote by one Michael Jordan. Perhaps you've heard of him. One of the greatest of all time. Maybe the greatest of all time. The goat, if you will. Although, this is the quote. Quote, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over again in my life and that is why I succeed, end quote. That sounds great and probably sold some shoes, but nine th- you've missed 9,000. I haven't even missed 9,000 shots in my career. That's a massive amount of shots to miss. Lost almost 300 games. Nowhere. I, I'm not even a basketball player. When I have played basketball, have never lost that many games, and I've never missed 26 times the game-winning shot. 26 times. Missed. And that is he finishes by that's why I succeed. Oh come on, what did you just say? Three nine thousand shots missed, three hundred games lost, twenty six times choked. Boy oh boy, I mean what is going on here? Uh, thanksies and show notesies. Uh, thanks to everybody who patreons me, and um, I need to I owe the patreoners a little alive Q and A. I just realized that's going to happen. I'm going to make that happen right away. Uh, we have a hangout. We do hangouts, uh, the Patreoners and I. It's very fun. We talk about music and small steps and music and then small steps and stress management and then a little bit of music. <clears throat> small Steppers is my online program, and I'm offering a thing during the summer, okay? Summer 30. You go to smallsteppers.com slash program, check the show notes. And then when you check out, go to do the little code thing and write in summer 30, summer the word 30, the number. Okay. No, no caps. It does include nutrition and running and breath work. And it's freaking awesome. So good. I just had a live Q and a yesterday. Just, ex- I love it. I love it. And you know, Hey, if I love it, but they seem to have fun. I don't know. I mean, unless they're lying to me, um, it's hard work, but man, it's so good work. If you're like, yeah, but it's summer vacation. Yeah. That's the best time. And if you, if you, and if you say, oh, but I'm super busy, yeah, that's the best time. You want to know why? It's always the best time to take control of your life and start learning how to manage your stress. If you're super busy, do less. And that's the whole big picture thing, right? More on that in a minute. Mm. And action, because it's right now. ABD, in case you're wondering, is not a mistype of CBD. But Sid, CBD, it solves everything. It's, it's literally CBD fixed my marriage and my Honda Civic. <clears throat> Always be doing is what ABD stands for. Always be doing. Well, wait, that's Sid. Watch it because, you know, you don't want to push yourself and, you know, type these type A people. That's not, not what I'm talking about. Okay. So just sh- sh- let me have a minute before you, you know, start to crit- criticize me and, you know, review on Yelp. <clears throat> why your comment is 100% true and objective. Look, don't get me started. I'm always, I just don't. Once in a while, Yelp, the company, will call the Stanford in and they'll be like, hey, we want to partner with you. And I'll be like, nope, nope, sorry. We think you're, and I've said, I said, listen, it ain't about you, I know. But we don't like Yelp. We don't like, we. you're probably great, but I. we do not like Yelp as a company. So we don't want to do business with you. 
I've had that conversation like five times. And then like a few months go by and then they call and go, hey, we were wondering if you wanted to partner with... This is an episode about movement. This is an episode about motion. This is an episode about doing. Now, I almost crafted the title of this episode to be something in the vicinity of about a glove compartment, okay? And it was about compartmentalizing things, okay? Now, I always think it's funny that the glove, nobody, 100% of people don't have gloves in their glove compartment. So it's kind of like time that we changed that name. It should be called trash compartment or junk compartment or insurance and registration proof of compartment. I'm, I'm workshopping the names. Or put gloves in it and keep the name. I don't know, but I mean, sometimes I I don't need gloves. But compartmentalizing, so I guess I'll start by talking a little bit about compartmentalizing because there's, like most things, there's the necessity of something and then there's the too much of something. For instance, I just did a YouTube video called Eat Like a Happy Person. You might want to check that out. Probably piss some people off. I don't know. Don't care. But we need, in a weird way, a little bit of stress relief, a little bit of, you know, letting the steam off with a little bit of junk food now and then. I'm an advocate for that. I mean, I'm not even saying it's okay to eat junk food. I'm saying it's a good thing to do. Isn't that weird? I know. Because every time I have a conversation with somebody who is super militant about food, I go, man, that isn't serving you at all. You go down the rabbit hole. I got to have this perfection of diet and I have to do this and bring my things and bring my all my things and I can't go to parties. The pain of living, and it is it is pain. Look, there's wonderful things. Of course, there, life is amazing. But you cannot be engaged in life in a healthy way, in a, happy, in a truly happy way, without allowing the pain in too. I mean, it's, you can't, if you want to just have the, all the positive stuff around you, then you're going to be on drugs. That's how you, that's why people take drugs because they, they want the, the semblance of positivity and feeling good without the responsibility or accountability to the stuff that is painful. But compartmentalizing is absolutely necessary. I cannot get up every morning and just be like, okay, so let me think about all the negative stuff and all the family members I've lost and friends I've lost and, you know, for either from death or from, you know, whatever. I was never wrong in any of those situations. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they were wrong, but it's still sad. It's sad. But you can't have all that stuff in your face every day. You can't do it. We have to come. Our brains don't, we don't, well, put it this way. When we are overloaded, we know what happens. Overwhelm. That's why I have a job because I'm helping people, uh, you know, avoid overwhelm. But it's there. You cannot have all the crappy stuff that's happened to you and the worry of things that might happen to you in the forefront of your life all the time. You can't do it. You have to push things down. You have to compartmentalize. You have to say, I can't think about that right now. It's just not possible. And frankly, some choices I've made in my life are so that I don't have to think about that kind of crap. So, you know, the way I eat, for instance, is so I don't have to think about the stuff. It's there. I know it's there, but it's not a conflict for me. So I can go like, look, I'm just not going to think about it anymore. When it comes to living well, it is necessary to compartmentalize the stress of our lives, the pain of our lives. And part of the reason, part of the way that we can do that is by distraction. That's true. By eating things like junk food or even having a drink or whatever. Social media is a perfect example. 
things that distract us from that stuff, that's fine. It's necessary, except to say that it in and of itself can be stress-inducing and pain-inducing if it is a constant, if it's a constant distraction. If you are constantly distracted, you're not living well. That's a fact. Like when people leave a Yelp review, it's a fact. Your food is not good for everybody. For everybody in the world, because I didn't like it, is not good for everybody in the whole wide world. Now, the solution to pain and the pain of living and the stress of living, it's existing like that. The question is, look, look I hate to focus on the negative stuff, but what, what kind of podcast would this be if I was just like, listen, these things are all great. Let's talk about everything that's great. And that's a good, there should be a podcast about that. It's just that, I think it's, you know, my feeling on positive thinking and all that kind of crap. I think it's a little bit too easy. I think we need to be like, okay, look, there's some shitty stuff in the world. How do we best deal with it? How do we live in spite of it? Somebody recently said to me, they're like, God, you do a lot of stuff. You must be, you like, like, you don't, you're not afraid of anything. I was like, afraid. I'm not afraid of anything. I'm afraid of everything. What are you talking, what are you talking about? Like, if that's your perception of me, good Lord, are you wrong? A hundred percent and objectively like Yelp wrong. I'm afraid of a ton of stuff. The question is, and, and there's things I don't do, not doing because I'm afraid, but there's a lot of stuff I'm doing in spite of the fear. I mean, I wouldn't have had a, the, all the amazing experiences I've had as a musician, as a singer-songwriter, you know, touring around Europe and the US and Canada if I let that fear of getting on stage get the best of me. But if you think I just, <clears throat> boy, he has no fear. He just jumps up on stage. That's completely wrong. It's... Did I manage to figure out a way to do that in spite of the fear? Yes, I did. And there's lots of things, writing, putting a book out in the world and being subject to reviews and things like that. It's, it's, it, you have to, <clears throat> if you want to live well, learn how to deal with that. Now, here's my solution. The solution to pain, the solution to stress is doing. It's, it's always be doing. That's ABD, ABD, do, always be doing. Now, the interpretation of that, of course, is, <clears throat> you know, okay, well, then I got to just get up and I got to work my ass off all day, 24 hours a day. I have to be type A. I have to freaking do it, do it, do it, do it. No. But I will say, and I'll get into what that means for me anyways, but I will say that stagnancy, not doing stuff, breeds further compartmentalization. If you are not doing stuff, you are having to expend more stress to not think about crap that's bugging you, especially when you don't do stuff and there's stuff you feel like you quote, should be doing. I talk about the should cloud in Six Truths, my, the book. The should cloud, massive. When you start to peel away all the stuff you think you should be doing by doing some of or all of those things, even in minute amounts, more than that in a minute, you just, it breaks up the whole thing open. I mean, it breaks the whole thing. You, you are way less in need of compartmentalization. All of a sudden, you're like bringing this stuff out. Movement and motion liberate us. They free us from what we are hiding. I love this fact about, about being in motion and being and doing things in your life, being an active participant in your life. It we in 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 embodying that mindset, we set our lives and we set our lives in motion. We learn to control the release of information. What that means is again, we can't get up and be like just bombarded with all the the pain and fear. We, we have we have to march on in our lives in spite of all that stuff. We, there are wars going on right now and when you're listening to this, but chances are there's a war going on. Um, 
and if you really sat down and contemplated like what is happening to people around the world and animals around the world and just the environment and all these kinds of things, it's like, good Lord, you, we will, we will, if it's interesting because it'll make us stagnant. It'll keep us on the couch. You know, it'll like the amount of pain and suffering will, will make us just, it'll freeze us in our track. And then that stagnancy breeds further compartmentalization then we're not doing anything because of the pain and then because of the pain we're not doing anything and we and it's just a it's just a it's just a vicious cycle it's why many of my clients describe being in a rut people on the uh small steppers right now the online program being i'm in i'm in a rut they want a way out but perhaps they've joined the program because they want a way out differently than what they've been sold in the past because this actually works long term it actually gets you out but what it is what it is pinned on is movement is motion every step on a steps list is an action is never has been don't eat this don't do that don't think about this never it is do this think about this read this create this eat this move this way we set our lives in motion and we're in a better position to choose what we think about and when it's not going to be perfection it's not going to be this thing where we're robots of course not but when we set our lives in motion, when we embody a always be doing mentality, we allow ourselves less time to sit under the should cloud on a couch. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should be eating better. I should be, you've heard it yourself. Again, compartmentalizing is a have to. It's a, we have to compartmentalize it. We cannot go about the business of our lives in the modern world anyways and not shove stuff down and say, I cannot think about that right now. I have a job and I have responsibilities and I have obligations and I have to raise a family and I have to be a good friend to so-and-so and I cannot bring my crap to work because we don't know that that doesn't work. But when we don't give in and we say, well, I'm going to always be doing things, we are then in a position of control and power just just by that like listen i'm, I'm going to get up off the figurative couch i'm going to be doing stuffing and that puts me in a position of power and strength and control not control over things that we can't control in the world but control over what we allow ourselves to consider it's interesting in my client work and in, in the online program too, the beginning of being a small stepper is doing, doing, doing. That's sort of the thing, but it's so small. It's like, you know, two steps, whatever, but it's in a, but it's beginning of the embodiment of this always be doing mindset, but it's so small. So it's seven days a week, seven days, you know, but again, one off, I don't care if it's, they miss a day, but the step is a, like, this is an everyday thing. One deep breath in the morning. One one-minute walk, you know, whatever it is for somebody. It could be way bigger than that. Depends on what their small step is. But eventually, as they start to embody more action and their, and their steps list begins to grow, there is a very elegant and gentle separation that, begin, that begins to happen. And that separation is between the more doing, as in like during the week maybe, and then the more doing nothing. But if you listen to my words, there is a significant and substantial difference between not doing anything and doing nothing. Because as you become more involved in your life, more engaged in your life and doing things, being productive and not in a just like a cubicle way, but like in a life affirming, feeling alive way, 
you need breaks. And so then it's a conscious, intentional, not doing stuff, doing nothing as it were. And it's a difference because in one way, if you're not doing anything, you're sitting, thinking about all the things you should be doing. If you're doing nothing, then you're in charge. And that, by the way, for clients and totally for me, I was just talking to an ex-client the other day who's kicking ass, by the way, but we just checked in and I was, she was like, how are you doing? I was like, well, I'm actually having a struggle right now because I turned my book into my publisher. I don't know what the feedback is yet. I'm supposed to have a conversation at some point soon. My album is in the works, but there's people doing things on the songs that I am not involved in. So I'm waiting to hear the, what those things are, musicians that are putting parts on and then I make notes or whatever. So that's a, it's like a, I said, it's like just, it's like the day after finals week in college when there's literally nothing you can do. And you're like, whoa, this is kind of, you've just been in go mode, right? But it, but it's, and she said, well, you always have something going on. It's like, I kind of, I don't, and I don't want to ha- always have something. I mean, sure, there's there things I, you know, like I worked on a screenplay I've always wanted to finish. I don't want to be a screenwriter, but it was just a challenge. I was like, I've never written a screenplay. I'm going to try to do that. That's what small steppers do. And it's amazing and fun. So I've taken a look at that a few times over the last week, but it's not a step on my list. It's weird to not have stuff that I have to do. And I know my struggle isn't to try to figure out what to do. And instead, my struggle is to figure out how to do nothing better. How to come down from the go mode of the last, whatever, six, eight months I've been writing the book of like every bit of free time. I was like, listen, I probably should do this, right? And so then I'm kind of kicking in and it was always been a struggle for me not to do stuff I've talked about before. Sitting on the, on the couch and literally doing nothing for five minutes. But with, with small steppers, who embody this it's again in the beginning when you're just getting used to the system and the way of this mindset this approach this philosophy of living you are in a mode of doing things most days but then all of a sudden that separation occurs where you're doing more most days and then doing less even less than you ever did before on a couple days as in work week weekend I mean, there's responsibility. Look at our, look how bad the quality of our time off is for most people. I mean, I, I've definitely struggled and suffered by not taking sufficient time off in quantity, but also mostly in quality of literally like putting my brain in a place of like, I'm not doing anything. And, but, but it's not having that thing hanging over my shoulder of like, I could be doing this. I should be doing that. I could be doing that. That's a brutal picture. It takes us down that way of thinking that feeling. And again, can we make it go away consciously? No, but we can be active participants in our lives and say over and over again to ourselves, I am doing nothing today. I am doing nothing today. Position of strength, position of power, position of control. What we need to understand about doing is even the most minimal of actions carries with it a wide zone of influence. This is very hard for me to communicate to everybody, but it's the truth, which is if you're a novelist that you haven't worked on your novel for a year and you're feeling the stress of the should, and you start to work on it just for five minutes a day, because that's what will get you going. There is a effect of that five minutes far beyond the minutes of that five minutes. I mean, so far beyond the minutes or even seconds, if it's that small of a particular action. In the doing of it, you are now take, walking right out of the should cloud. So later when you go, I should be working on my, you go, oh, wait, wait, I am working on my novel. I worked on it this morning for five minutes. 
it's all of a sudden something to think about. It's something to consider. Guess what? Less time and time to consider the stuff of pain. Less time to consider the stuff of stress, of worry. Action is the thing that begets more action. Action begets more happiness. It is in the doing, working toward a goal, working toward multiple goals. And once you reach them, set another goal right away because rest on your laurels is not fun. It's like, woohoo, look what I did uh, 10 years ago. And then I didn't do stuff after that. A, even a moment of control and action inspires more moments of control and action. Being an ABD person means you are looking for stuff to do and stuff to not do. But it's the mindset that brings you out of the figurative hole. You climb out of it and you stay out of it. You go to the past Like you'll find something there Something there that wasn't before We are trained in these days With the fall never coming Even that won't save us anymore and the whole time All of this was seeping in And the whole time With the world catching up to us I'll be waiting And the whole 